I'm MK. That over there, <laughs> that is Dan. And you are listening, watching, participating, wanking. No one's wanking. I'd like to think at least one person's wanking. Whilst watching this? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Would you not, though? <laughs> I don't know. They could do what they want. You know what I mean? That I think that's what I'm getting at. You can honestly do what you want. You can. And you can't stop it either. What are you going to do? If what someone wants to jerk the gurk, what's... Tickle, Watch tickle the tickle. Too. It'd be a sad wank. Crank. Crank? Always crank too. <laughs> Patreon right now. <laughs> That's not happening. I'm a dad. What? Cranking? I was alluding to cranking on camera. Say cranking more. You don't need to say it. I mean, show it. You turn around. What? Put that chair in the corner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that butters. You cook. <laughs> that seems to be a big meme at the moment. Cook holding. I think there's a lot. There's a lot of cooking going on in the world. You there cook. is. Uh, how do people do it? <laughs> it blows me away. You're like this. You're like, yeah, you're right. Mate. Yeah, do you fancy coming around and fucking my wife while I watch and wank in the corner? Is that not fascinating to you? I find it utterly fascinating that people can do it. The the breadth of different sexual fantasies that people have that we just cannot even fathom. Yeah. Cranking, for one. That lone wolf right now. Have you finished yet? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get on with things? <laughs> anyway, Boys Cry 2, welcome. Welcome come. to the cabin. Welcome <laughs> to the cabin. We're just trying to help you. No. This... This lone individual. And we still don't have any tissues in here to assist you with it, so. Kleenex! Come on board. I've actually been reaching out on social media to a few tissue vendors. Charming. Uh, That's still a thing. Charming. With a fucking panda on the... Was it a panda? Or was it a koala? There was a panda one, though. It's like a new brand, though. How is it? Nothing. People like to ignore us. I hope it's one of them stories when... You know when, um, I th- you know, it's when you get like sports stars and like actors and script writers. Yeah. When they approach like agents and production companies and stuff like this. Yeah. Um, telling people that they're the next big thing. And then they br- make a break. Yeah. And then those people who turned them down or ignored them get fired. Yes. That's where I hope this is. Wow. Kleenex, social media manager. <laughs> Can you turn that heater off? Are you going to make me freeze to death? Mate, it's hot. That is. Turn it off. Turn it off. Like a light. My Book of Mormon fans out there. Mm. Between that co- that and the coffee. Oh, can't breathe. You're going to shit yourself again. Mm. Not quite. Not yet. Although I... This is my fourth cup today. We need it though. These are like late nights, early mornings. Yeah, they are. With your brood. My brood, yeah. They got up quite late today, actually. 
which is quite nice. Although they did just burst in again like yesterday. Morning. Well, yeah, that's it. Could have been, been, been cranking. <laughs> Hates it. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, today, Dan, going off our conversation a few weeks ago, we're going to talk about the expectations of life growing up, the expectations of life now, and yeah, just the expectations going forward with our lives, whether that is linked with our mental health, whether it's linked to just our life in general. So, what did you want to be when you grew up? What did I want to be when I grew up? I feel like I wanted to be so many different things. Like when I was young, for the longest time, I felt like I wanted to be a chef. A chef? Which is wild. Yeah. Like I'd like, when I was young, I'd like cook at my nan's, like my auntie's. I just like cook stuff. Just to cook? Yeah. What, your nan and granddad's? Yeah. Bit weird. Fucking cooking. Nah, cook. Cook. (laughs) (laughs) Sat in the corner on my granddad's armchair. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mate. A chef. So you need to be Gordon Ramsay when you grow up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but then, you know, you just grow out of them. Um, then through secondary school, I wanted to be a games developer because I enjoy playing games. Oh, okay. Didn't understand the first thing. <laughs> what There's mean? a lot that goes into it. To be a, yeah. Not the entertaining stuff either. I don't have a, you know, a kind of artistic bone in my body when it comes to drawing and things like that. So, you know, that side of things was a complete no-go. Would you ever consider writing? No, I'll, I'll come on to it because then, you know, things developed and then I kind of realised, I mean, I've done it all my life, but, you know, I just love film. You know, I love watching films. I always have, but I also love playing games. Um, but I think it's the story side of thing that I love when it comes to games, which feeds into the kind of, you know, the storytelling aspect of films. So then, yeah, kind of wanted to make films. Um, I guess would to some degree, I'm still there. Uh, you know, we met um, through education for filmmaking. You know, in college, we were doing media. University, we studied film. Uh, and, yeah, I guess we're still there. It's still kind of linked, you know, with the stuff that I do now. Um, making documentaries, short yeah. documentaries, that type of thing. And, yeah, kind of, I mean, I don't do it too much anymore with like full-time work um, and other responsibilities, but kind of wrote films, uh, screenplays in my own time at certain points of my life. And yeah, what about you? What did you want to be? I think from the age of eight, I always wanted to be a wrestler. Mm. And that's always been, yeah, that was the objective for a long time and to a certain level i did achieve it i wouldn't say to a certain level i'd say you did it yeah i did it got paid for it as well um wrestled in lots and lots of countries you know and um wrestled in some really credible places so i felt like that dream was achieved to a degree Wrestled some huge names. Yeah, who are currently big names in like WWE now. Go on, just name them. Yeah, like Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, 
Yeah. People like that. Don't be modest about it, mate. Fucking shout it from the rooftops. Yeah. Rockstar Spud. I've <laughs> done segments with Kevin Owens. We know you're watching, Jay. Yes. Share it, please. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. To a certain degree, like it's it's what I wanted to do for the longest time, and um, it's only up until like um, the past couple of years where I'm like, you know, maybe this isn't what I'm meant to be doing. You know, it's because you know I stopped putting everything into it and you know life happens children it's just like i'm over the age of 30 now although like most people don't hit their prime till like 40s but it's just like you kind of you kind of got a way up in life what you know what you're actually gonna put your eggs into um and if you can't give something your everything then i feel like it's time to reevaluate and look at different avenues in life you know and that's okay it's like i said to you last week it's your twenties are there for developing what you thought you wanted to do and and working out what you, what you want to do, and then your thirties are there to yeah move on with what you feel like you're good at and what is actually obtainable. Um, but yeah, like I feel like growing up, me and you always wanted to, in the nicest way break away from where we were from and that life because we are from like a low class area of the West Midlands and you know and for some people that life is okay and that's perfectly normal and that goes for like wherever you live wherever you do some people have different ambitions or no ambitions people are content content and some people are okay with that but I feel like me and you um, always wanted more and wanted out of of that environment, you know. There's a lot of pub nightlife, you know, and that's what men did after work while women either worked or didn't work, just looked after 70,000 kids yeah. and just got by. And I don't feel like me and you are people who are comfortable with just getting by and having little ambition and little expectations of ourselves. Am I right in saying that? Like- 100%. You know, I never wanted to settle. I never wanted to remain in a cycle um, that then I guess my kids would do and then their kids would do. But we've seen for generations, you know, where we're from. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want, if that's what you're content in. But we wanted more. Yeah. You know, we wanted to build... We wanted to build our lives. We wanted to build ourselves up, our names, our families. Um, so, yeah, we wanted more. That's why we chased our dreams. Um, and, you know, with that, it's it's incredibly difficult. It's never easy to chase dreams. No. Um, they come with a lot of sacrifices. You know, incredible sacrifices, both personally, um, with your loved ones. Yeah. Um, you know, even in, in times of you know, even seeing family, yeah. you know, when breaking away, you know, not to use the word breaking away, but almost moving away, that limits the time you can see your family, yeah. see your friends, that type of thing. But then, you know, there's there's the kind of mental impacts of, of doing this, you know, chasing your dreams, trying to achieve things. Because um, like for me, um, I've spoken about it before, 2018, 2019 was probably the 
the most difficult year of my life so far. Um, complete mental break, quit my job, moved back into my parents. And, you know, for a year, over a year, had absolutely zero money. You and Amelia had a break? Yeah, we, you know, we weren't together anymore. Um, And yeah, I was rock bottom, didn't have anything, didn't have any prospects. And then my, you know, the dream started to creep back in. Um, And that's when I kind of dedicated that year to, to my dream, which was screen um you know screenplay writing yeah. i spent locked myself away quite literally for a year and just wrote 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 and you know, it's, it's a lonely place to be in um i did one of them with you you know we wrote a screenplay together yeah. but it's probably one of my only sources of human contact <laughs> yeah. was doing that with you um but then that's no good you know, just sitting on these projects and not doing anything with them. So then I dedicated so much time to trying to get these screenplays out there, get them read by, you know, producers, agents, that type of thing. And, you know, whilst I was having conversations with producers, you know, people reading the scripts, ultimately, you know, it didn't work out. Yeah. You know, you put so much time and energy into this. I felt feel like towards the end of that year, even though I'd, I, you know, call it kind of the dream that saved me because it was coming from the back of the worst year of my life, you know, taking myself out of a, a situation where I wanted to kill myself to then the only thing that I'd be thinking about from the moment that I woke up to the moment that I go to sleep was writing, you know, my projects. At the end of that period, when I realized that it was just getting nowhere, that might have been even more difficult to take because I feel like I'd just spent so much time crafting and producing these labors of love um, for then no one to want them or to reject them over and over again was soul destroying, heartbreaking. Um, And I mean, I still look at them now. I still read them from time to time. Um, in a, I guess, a better frame of mind. And I always think to myself, oh, what if? The thing is with that, um, by the way, like you wrote some amazing films, amazing films. Like one of the films that you wrote, I feel could do really well if the right eye saw it. Yeah. And um, I just think with something like that, I, I as again, sorry if I'm all over the place here, but like I had no idea that you were in that front of my mind at that point. I thought it was an ultra positive thing getting all this time because there's me having my first uh, child, and there's me thinking you're just you're positive because you've got your little outlet and you've got all this time to write in. But I had no idea that you had that those feelings. But yeah, the films are amazing. And the thing is with creative stuff, like screenwriting, things like that, it's hard to take um, a knock on your confidence. And that can happen for, God, years and years. But it's it's hard to take. It doesn't make it any easier. It could be two weeks. 
and you hear nothing and then your confidence drops. It takes so much strong will to stick with it. It's, you know, the, the way that I did it and the way that I came out of it, I guess I was in such a naive frame of mind because I thought I'm going to write a screenplay. I'm going to finish a screenplay and I'm going to send it to people. Someone's going to buy it. And they not even buy it, read it. Yeah. <laughs> the hardest thing in the world is to get someone to read it. It's almost impossible, you know, when you don't have contacts. It's who you know in the industry. It really is. You know, networking, that type of things, knowing who to go to and that. It's it's an, it's incredibly difficult and gatekept process. Um, so, I mean, I realise that now. I realised that I could go for the next 10, 15 years of writing and have no one read it. And then in 15 years' time, it can take one person to open an email and, and that's it. All of that was worth it. But... You know, that that dedicated time that I did, I was so naive in thinking that, okay, I'm going to write this, then someone's going to read it. So I don't believe that I was in the right frame of mind when I was doing it, almost doing it for the right reasons. The process of writing them yeah. was exactly what I needed. Exhilarating. I can't describe the feeling of finishing a screenplay for me for you know finishing the screenplay clicking save and then reading it through knowing that you've just finished that piece of work yeah absolute labor of love it is just you on that page there is no better feeling makes me fucking well up thinking about it mm. but then i didn't need to then seek to do something with those projects yeah what i needed is to write them because it, it brought me out of where i was you know it got me through that incredibly difficult time of my life which i mean i look back and i'm i'm lucky to got out of it yeah. um because i was at the bottom of a barrel then i didn't need to try and capitalize on what i did yeah because those works saved me so that, that is all they should have been. But then to then try and fulfill a dream on the back of them, 100% should have done it. Should not have done it. Because then it just took me right back to square one. And then that process of writing all of them didn't, you know, that feeling was gone. Because then I felt like a failure. Yeah. Which, again, it's incredibly naive. Yeah, because you're not. No, I mean, the, the, the success of it is that I'm, I'd, you know, I'd got those things down out of my mind and I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> as, as stupid as that is to say, the success is that I'm still there at the end of those four screenplays and I'm still alive to read them because it so easily could have ended badly. Yeah. So that's what I should have use that for rather than chasing a dream naively you know recognize what those projects meant at the time and not using them to fulfill a dream because i was desperate yeah because that was the only reason to be sending them out and trying to get them you know sold was for money yeah. because i was flat out broke yeah. not minus money you know big Dwayne talks about having seven dollars in his bank account Friend. Try minus seven bags. 
in the hole. <laughs> Minus seven bags productions. Which is crazy, you know, but I feel like a lot of lessons were were made. I'm intrigued, mate, to know. I feel like it's a, it's a strange dynamic with you because essentially you fulfilled your dream. Mm. To, to some degree. To some degree. Like, I'd be lying if my dream wasn't to say that I fucking opened WrestleMania yeah, as the Intercontinental yeah. Champion. Do you know what I mean? Because that was the dream. Like, but not everyone's going to do it. And could I have done it? Yes. I, I, I believe so. I, I really feel like I could have. But... When I should have, I didn't put the work in. And when I wanted to put the work in, it was too late. But that's life. Do you know what I mean? That's a lesson. That's a harsh lesson I had to learn. So it's almost like, did you deserve it? Yeah. Do I, that's, that, that's, and, that's, and I'm okay with that now. Um, there was a time when I could have. I didn't. So I have to deal with that. Do you know what I mean? It's for me to, like before, um, when I first had um, Sydney, my son, like I was still wrestling, but I started to grow to hate it, um, you know, through confidence issues, insecurities, a big thing that happens in wrestling. Wrestlers are very, very insecure people and it's a very insecure business and it can eat you alive if you let it, which I did which I forced myself to hate it and I talked myself out of the ring. Um, claiming that like I didn't love it anymore, da, da, da. And I do love it because I do. I do. It's, it, it's, I don't think I'll never stop loving um, professional wrestling. It's just the way it is. You made me love it again. Yeah. Because like I was yeah. a big fan when I was a kid. You know, I watched it every week, you know, years. And then I guess from like secondary school, until college, didn't watch anything at all. But then we met, and then I think it was living with you. You made me love it again. Just the way that we'd kind of, you know, consume the product in a way that we'd analyse it almost like a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, from the storytelling aspect of things, like you, yeah, you made me fell in love with wrestling again. Yeah, it's it's an escape. It's a it's a unique escape. You know. Um... And I think if people accept it for what it is, it's, it's it, can, it can be art and it can be great. It's, it's a movie at the end of the day. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I came to the terms with that of just accepting that. It was quite recently, actually, because like a big part of it was like, I'm going to give it one last shot. You know, I'm only 31. I've got solid f- five to 10 years to try and make stuff happen. But, you know, it's, it's difficult being a dad. Like, you have to make that choice and sacrifice with wrestling. Like you either you either on the road, working every town, getting every bit of experience that you can, sacrificing all that time with your kids, with your wife, and then potentially sabotaging that for your dream. And I feel like there's a point where, you know, I could have had it, I didn't. What gives me the right now to be selfish on my kids to go off and achieve like 
that dream and rob them of that time, you know? And you've just got, sometimes you've just got to leave it behind. Would you say, because you're a parent now, it's almost more about their dreams? Yeah. Than yours? Absolutely. Do I want to be in a better place um, financially? Yeah. And I will make that happen. But in other areas of my life that I'm passionate about, and I feel like eventually that will happen. I'm like, I'm going to, you know, manifest that and make that happen. But yeah, it's time, time with your kids. You're never getting that back, especially in their younger years. No, not any years, to be honest. Time is time, you know. There's so many more things to come with your kids, you know, so many different events, milestones. It is what it is, but sometimes you just have to suck it up and just accept life for what it is. I think, you know, I think you can look back and genuinely say that you achieved your dream. You know, what you did, the people that you've worked with, the places that you've been. It's incredible. A lot of cool life experiences, man. Straight up, 100%. And even like the the stories and the memories that span from those things while you were in different countries outside of the ring. It's such like a rich story with rich experiences. I did so much in my 20s. My 20s were fulfilled. Like I did a lot of cool stuff in my 20s. Very, very proud of that. And it's funny, like on the back end of my 20s, I became a dad. Kind of bookmarked my 20s out, like the most monumental times of my life happened in my 20s. You know, it's great. I don't regret anything. That's the thing. Like I've come to learn that as well is whatever's happened in my life has happened. You know, it's incredible. So where do you kind of see your dreams now and i think you said something to me recently which was incredibly poignant when you reflected on your wrestling dream and you almost put it to bed yeah talk to me about that talk through it again it sounded to me like it was almost the birth of a new dream yeah okay i know what you mean so the way the passion I feel about creating this content, this podcast with you, you know, this brand, this message that we're trying to send to people, um, I get as giddy and as excited about this as I did about wrestling. You know, I get that fire in my belly before we press record. It's like I'm going at the curtain again, you know. Um and this has become a huge passion of mine. And the dream for me personally now has just has to be as long as I am doing something that I love, the money will come. And that's the way I think. And that's the positivity I'm using with myself moving forward. I'm not going to second guess it. Everything else will fall into place if you're passionate and you work hard, and that's what I've come to learn. You said something to me in 2018, which I think was almost like a catalyst for me to drag... I don't know why I'm getting emotional talking about this. What the fuck? It was almost a catalyst that started my resurgence from the situation that I was in. 
you just sent me a picture and it said do something today that your future self will thank you for and that's all you said that's all you sent me and that's when I first started to follow that dream and every single time that we press record on this podcast every time that we receive an email from someone every comment that we get that is you know a kind of testament of how we've helped someone or we've had an impact on someone who has been struggling all I think about is that quote that you sent me because exactly what you've just said you know as long as you're doing something that you enjoy and you're getting the enjoyment out of it you're it feels like we're chasing a dream right now everything else will come don't worry about it every single time that we finish an edit and i watch it back it feels like those moments when i used to read the scripts back yeah so for me now this is the dream and i'm not gonna look at it as i'm not gonna look that there's some kind of end point where we need to be i'm not gonna look at it as that you know we need this to be on this platform or we need this sponsor or this isn't going to be successful unless it gets this many thousand views right now in this studio sat at this desk talking into this mic this is the dream it's been a mad journey and it's literally only just beginning our physical health and mental health although we like you know we still check in it's obviously we're gonna have hurdles on some weeks or some days but i feel like using this as a therapy has helped tremendously you know and waking up to seeing comments you know and likes and things like that. it's just it's just really motivating and encouraging and it makes you feel like you have a purpose you know and you know to make a difference at this time in this world is so important you know we live in such a negative world where people are quick to you know put people down and to cancel people um for something as little as a joke you know or people are just so negative these days and i just hope people can just be open and just share as much as you can and just live in this just one union of fucking just positivity and happiness you know don't ever feel like you're alone with the way that you're feeling don't ever feel ashamed of the way that you're feeling please open up share we'll say what we always used to say we understand that not everyone has someone but you have us you know comment on whatever you're watching or listening to this on drop us a comment Tell us how you're feeling. If you need to get anything off your mind, our DMs are always open, whether that be on Instagram, TikTok. Drop us an email, voicecry2podcast at gmail.com and we are there at the other end for anyone. And that's even you, Mr. Cranker. (laughs) Guess what? (laughs) Guess what? What? 
my birthday next week. It's next week. Next week. Fuck. You got me present. I need to. Get, I need to get something. Huh? What? What was that? I need to get something. You fucking better do. <laughs> on that note, remember, Seth, guys. On that note, what? you ain't getting off I'm that easy. Off. Says the cunt who didn't get me anything. On that note. Oh. <laughs> it's coming. Not you!